Gospel Time coming to you from the Church of God, located at 4601 South Drexel Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, where the pastor's elder Ricky Dukes. By the choir, Look Up, the Sun is Shining, directed by Brother Joe Gordon, and Saved by the Blood, directed by Brother Kenneth Boyd.
Amen, amen. Glory, I'm saying. What else is there to say? Sometimes you get you look ugly, you know. But but glory, glory on faith. Thank God. Sometimes you gotta let your your face contort. I'm I'm tired of looking pretty for folks. Oh glory, 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 glory on faith. Hey, it, listen, in, enough of letting the world outdo us. You hear me? Enough of that. They go to these sport games, and uh, I mean, they're up on their feet. They're out there in the cold. I mean, they bring their blankets and their heaters. They'll go out there. They're committed. And they're shouting for their team. Well, I'm on Team Jesus, and I, that's who I'm shouting for. Glory, I'm Glory! Glory! You know, if the people of God would just go and, 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 and we feel so, we fill up Soldier Field. We do it. And all on Lakeshore Drive, they're hearing us say, Glory, I'm saved. It's coming from the stadium. Glory, I'm saved. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Thank God for gospel time. It's, it's time for the gospel. Amen. Thank God for it. Amen. And uh, to those uh, on social media, we want to welcome you. And we thank you for uh, tuning in to be with us. Uh, I guess some visitors, we do appreciate you for being with us on this uh, afternoon. Amen. I'm excited. Y'all just don't know. There's been a time of uh, drawing closer to the Lord for me. You're talking about a time of renewal, a time of, 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 of consecration. It, it means a lot to me right now. Amen, amen. And you know, uh, I, I want to tell the congregation just to put something in your ear. Um, I want us to go on a challenge. You hear what I'm saying? I, I, I want us to go on a challenge. I'll tell you about it tonight, Lord Swan. On a, on a challenge. 
a 90-day challenge. A 90-day challenge. It, it, it may be not, it, I don't think it's all what you're thinking about right now, but a 90-day challenge. You know, you, you know, we need to shake this flesh up. We, we, we need to shake up what we do. And as a church, we need to shake it up. And shake up who we are as individuals. Amen. Listen, if, 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 if you want God to do something for you, you got to get out of the formality. Get out of the norm. Let's come back tonight. All right, okay. All right, let's bow our heads and let to the Lord, that the Lord would bless the speaker. Our Father and our God, we're so grateful, dear God. Thank you, Lord God. My God, we can say, glory, I'm saved, dear Lord. My God, looking at the life that we once lived, where we used to go, how we used to act, the way we used to think, dear God. People, Lord, we used to run with things that, uh, Father, we were involved in, Lord. We have to say, glory, I'm saved, dear Lord. My God, Lord, those things that used to have us bound, Lord God. Those things, Lord God, that was taking us, Lord, down a road of darkness, dear God. Father, thank you, Lord God, glory that we're saved, glory for the deliverance, glory to God for all that he's done. My God, Lord, we thank you. And God, today we ask, Lord, that your anointing would be upon the speaker. Bless our brother, dear father, as he will stand before. My God, those in this audience, and as your word goes out into my God's social media, dear God, might the spirit of God speak. My God, touch the hearts of men. Though there are those that need to be healed, they need to be healed physically, they need to be healed mentally, they need to be healed emotionally. My God, spiritually, dear God, they need healing, God. And Lord, you're able to do it, dear Father. You said you sent your word to heal, to heal the people, God. Heal today, we ask, Lord. Heal, Lord God, from depression. Heal, dear God, from anger. Heal, Lord God, from vengeance. Heal from sin, dear God. Heal, Lord God. God from infirmity. Heal God we ask. Heal Lord. Do your work. Dear do your work God. My God this world needs to see the movement of the almighty God. My God it's not what we say that makes the difference. It's what you do God that makes the difference. Make a difference Lord. Make a difference we ask. Bless Lord and my God will give you the praise in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Let's pray for Brother Darius Brown. Amen. Our brother's carrying a burden on this afternoon, so let's hold him up before the Lord that the Lord would use him as he preaches the word of God. All right? All right. Okay. Let's hold our brother up with a hearty amen. I need another one, brother. Good afternoon to the saints and friends and those in social media land. I'm glad to be saved this afternoon. How about you? Glory, I'm saved. Uh, we got something to shout about. I said we got something to shout about. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that I'm saved in times like these. Man, you know, when somebody famous come in the neighborhood, people get excited. They're like, did you hear? Uh, a couple months ago, this Hollywood celebrity that a lot of women think is very attractive, mm -hmm. very handsome, mm -hmm. 
They compare a lot of other men to him. His name is Denzel Washington. He happened to come to town and folks were just, oh, so excited. He, he on the west side, he on the west side. Just him being in the neighborhood got folks all rattled up. When Jesus come in town, saints, one scripture saying when it was noise that he was in the house, it was noise that he was in the house. When God make his presence known, man, there ought to be some noise. We, we, ought, to, we ought to can't hardly contain ourselves. He, he in the house. Oh, my God. Listen, when he come to the house, he don't just come to come. He come with some blessings. He come meeting needs. He come healing bodies. He come saving souls. So when he come in the house, I know Denzel's on the west side, but, but when Jesus come in the house, there ought to be some excitement. There ought to be some joy. We can't hardly contain ourselves. I, I don't want to miss him. Wait a minute, where is he? He over there. Wait a minute, he over there. Where's the glory of God? I don't want to miss my time. Why? Because I got needs, and I want God to bless me. When he come in the house, I want to get my part. Somebody, when you hear he in the neighborhood, you're like, well, he in the neighborhood? All right, let me unlock the door. Let me make sure. I don't want nothing to stop him from being able to bless me. And when I begin to hear the saints testify of what God's doing, healing their bodies and opening doors and working things out, I get that feeling again. So, oh, he in the neighborhood. While on others thou art calling, don't pass me by. If you've got a need in your soul, listen, this is a crucial time. You and I are blessed to be in the church for such a time as this. God getting ready to do a new thing. Matthew 16, I have a burden on my heart this afternoon, and uh, I ask for your prayers. I've asked someone. So very glad to have Sister Katie back on the mic this afternoon. And I've asked one of the sisters if they could help her, just because i got a lot to say in a little time. Matthew 16, we'll start with the other person, 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. And I try, I prayed, I said, Lord, help me not to go too fast. Help me to slow down. But see, most people love their mothers. Most people do. You got issues. I ain't talking about you. Most people love their mothers. And when you start talking about somebody, mama, you got an issue. But there is a love that you have for your mother. And this afternoon, I'm, I'm going to be talking about my mother and yours too. And, and there's some excitement that comes. And it, sometimes you just got to contain yourself. Because it all ties into the song we sang, Glory, I'm Saved. Yes. Some of us want to be saved for a long time. And when you finally get it. You ever had a taste for something and you go buying all this other knockoff stuff and it ain't it, but then when you finally get it, this is what I had a taste for. This is what I've been longing for. That's how salvation is. You done went here and you done went there trying to find what going to fill that void in your life. And when you really get the good stuff, I'm talking about salvation, the real kind. When you get true salvation, man, you like, hallelujah, glory, I'm saved. 
my sins all pardoned, my guilt is all gone. It touched that special spot. Matthew 16 and 13, pray for me, please. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, He asked his disciples, saying, When do men say that I, the Son of Man, I want to know what people talking about and people are talking today. There's a lot of people saying what Jesus is and who Jesus is, not by their mouth, but the way they live. Some people saying Jesus is a snapper, he'll put you in your place. Don't get him. I'm a Christian. But don't touch me the wrong way. They're saying that's Jesus. Some people are saying Jesus is in the club. Every Saturday night they cutting the rug and then Sunday they're in the choir. This is what Jesus is. He said, I want to know what are people saying I am. Read please. And they said. Come on. Some say they are John the Baptist. I heard you was John the Baptist. Come some on. Elias. Somebody said you was Elias. And other Jeremiah's. And then somebody the else said you was Jeremiah. And then somebody else just didn't know. They said he probably just one of the prophets. Read please. He saith unto them. Uh-huh. But whom do whom say ye that I am? All right. We know religious people are given a false impression of what Jesus is. But then he brings it home to the saints. He said, who do you say I am? When people look at your life, when they look at my life, what are we saying Jesus is? Read, please. And Simon Peter answered and said, What'd he say? Thou art the Christ. Oh, you're the Christ. The son of the You're the anointed one. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What did he say? Blessed art thou, Blessed art Simon thou. Bar-Jonah. Simon Bar-Jonah. Flesh and blood have not revealed this unto it's thee. It's not that you went to the famous seminary and they taught you this. Flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. But my Father which is in heaven. But my Father which is in heaven. And I say. And I say. Unto thee. Read. That thou art Peter. You ain't thou nobody, art Peter. You ain't nobody but just Peter. And upon this rock. No, I... I I don't want to rush past this. You ain't nobody. You just Peter. Look, all of us, we look all clean and nice and saved and sanctified. God said, y'all ain't nothing. You just, you just Corinza. You just Jason. You just Terry. You ain't nothing. Listen, don't think you so holy that without God you can live like this. Just a short while ago, you was messed up. Just a short while ago, you, you, you was all out there. So don't get holy and get the high head and start looking down on other folks and saying, what a shame, what a shame. But for the grace of God, somebody be shaking their head at you. You ain't nothing but Peter. Yeah, you got a little truth, but you ain't nothing but Peter. Read, please. And upon this rock. Upon this truth that you just stated. It's upon the truth. Listen, Catholic Church, he didn't build the church on Peter. I don't have time, but I'll, I'll tell you. You can go search it out. Actually, I, call, I told the other person to read it. 1 Corinthians 3.11. Let's read this real quick. Let's pull your finger there because we're coming back. For other foundation. He, he did not build the church on Peter. He built it on the truth that Peter said. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3 and 11. For other foundation can no man for lay. For other foundation can no man lay. Then that is laid. You can't lay something because it's already there. Jesus is the foundation of the church. Jesus is the rock of truth. Jesus is the foundation. You can't found God's church because he already founded it. Amen. 
of a foundation can no man lay them that is laid. Which is Jesus Christ. All right. Now go to 1 Timothy. I'm telling you, he didn't lay it. 2 Timothy 2. He did not lay the church on Peter because you will find that Peter backslid at a point. So if he built the church on Peter, that would mean the foundation wasn't that sure. Because Peter backslid. But what the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2 and 19. You may want to get a little bit and write some of these scriptures down. You can go nevertheless, back the foundation of God Nevertheless, the sure. foundation of God ain't rocky. It, it don't contain no backslider. The foundation of God is sure. Jesus is the foundation for the church. Jesus established the church on a sure foundation. Yes, Amen. Now let's get back to the story of him. Matthew the 16th chapter. And the other reader, if you can get Isaiah the 2nd chapter. So back to Matthew 16. He said, and upon this rock... I will build my church. Who church are you building? I will build my church. I'm going to build my church. Yes. I'm so glad he built it. Yes. Man, I'm glad he built it. Because in man's church, they can put you out. Right. When they don't like your tithes, they say you ain't paying enough tithes. They can kick you out. You out my church. <laughs> this is my granddaddy church. This is my mama church. This is my grandmama church. We built this church. In man's church, they can kick you out. But in God's church, only sin kicks you out. That's right. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And let me show you how strong my construction is. Read, please. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against The gates of hell, false religion, false forms of worship, other entryways, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Did he say it won't prevail against them? Against it. You know why he said it, don't you? Y'all know? Yes, sir. Because he only got one. Oh, I know it ain't popular. I know people don't want to hear it. But Jesus died for one church, and he only has one church, and he's the foundation for one church. And in the midst of all the mess that's going on, in the midst of all division that's going on, in the midst of denominationalism that's going on, in the midst of all the rape that's going on, and the drugs, and the sexual harassment, and the gambling, and the partying, and the fussing, and the fighting, and the church going, and the religious wars, in the midst of all of that nuclear war threatening, yes. in the midst of all that, God still got a church. That's my title this afternoon, God still got a church. Man, Acts the 20th chapter, the other reader, the other person I said, Isaiah the second chapter, Acts 20, I'm glad that in the midst of all this, people are still seeking somewhere where they can get their soul fed. They're looking for people that live the way the Bible says. They're looking for a church where people ain't sizing you up because of what you got on. Uh, did you see her? Mm -mm 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 -mm. The church is the hospital. People that are sick of sin. You ought to be able to come into church all messed up. It's a shame when a sick person go to the hospital and leave still sick. You go to the hospital because you want to feel better, don't you? When you come to church all filthy with sin, 
all sick of sin. I'm tired of gambling. I'm tired of partying. I'm tired of lying. You come to church because you want to be healed, and the church is a hospital. The Bible says, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? He's still a healer of broken hearts. He's a healer of broken marriages. He's a healer of emotions. He's a healer of abuse. He's a healer of sin-stained lives. The church is a hospital. Now listen, it can't be no hospital if it's constantly turning out sick folks. All right. If sinners can't get saved at, at the church, something wrong. All right. Now I may come in sick and all messed up, but heaven help me if I leave out the same way. Something wrong with that hospital. But God got a church that nobody who has come in his church and come in the right way, you do not leave the way you came. God still got a church, people trying to throw rocks at it, people trying to tear it down, people trying to say y'all ain't nothing, people trying to say it don't take all that, but in the midst of all that noise, God still got a few folks. Yes, he does. Isaiah the second chapter and verse number one. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Come on. And it shall come to pass in it the last days. It shall come to pass when? In the last days. While all the mess is going on, in the last days, God still got a church. It's going to come to pass. Read, please. That the mountain of the Lord's house the shall be established in the of top the of Lord's the mountains. Going to get established where? In the top of the mountains. God's church ain't down low with false religion. Come on, church. God's church ain't down there with, with nominal religion. I'm going to show you in the scriptures. In God's church, there's a requirement. In false religion, you can come in. You got, they got a smoker's lounge. We can hook up. You like me, I like you. We can meet at the motel. All that, all that you can do in, in false religion, in nominal churches. But God's church is established in the top of the mountain. What did he say? And shall be exalted above the hills. God's church is exalted above nominal religion. This ain't just a church on the corner. Amen. The church is a body of believers, but something specific about them, they have been called out. When you search definitions of church, you will find they're starting to remove the called out part. They'll just say the body of believers, a Christian group who agree on some theology, all that. They don't want to say called out. But God church is made up of folks who've been called out. Amen. We got called out of sin. Amen. We got called out of false religion. Amen. We got called out of the world, called out of our old lifestyle. You ain't no saint just because you going to church. Church don't make you a Christian no more than the garage make you a car. Something's got to happen on the inside. There's got to be a work that's done. And when that work is done, you become a part of God's church. He still got a church. It's so much going on, I just don't know. Well, listen to the word. In the last days, the church going to be established in the top of the hill while the gates of hell, false religion, trying its best to pull us down, trying to make us blend in, trying to make us just like everybody else. But God got a church, and God going to prove to you and I he got a church. Read, please. And shall be exalted above the hills. Above the hills. And all nations shall flow unto it. Why does he say exalted above the hills? Because your normal neighborhood church is the hills. Right. There ain't many standards down there. Right. They low. Anybody can get in. Yeah. 
you know, it's like some of them colleges who don't hardly have no people who apply for them. Anybody can get in. When you take a school like Harvard, I mean, you got to meet some conditions. You can't just walk in there. You got to meet some conditions. God church is way up there. And you got to meet some conditions, which we're going to get to. Bear with me. You got to meet some conditions to be a part of God's church. Acts the 20th chapter and verse number 28 and the other person, Revelation 21 and 9. God still has a church. I, I done heard this happening. I heard brother so-and-so did this and I heard my mama did this and this one did that and she did that and they said that. But in the midst of all that, God always has and always will have a church. You mess around in false religion if you want to. God got a church. And when you go somewhere, because the church is the bride of Christ, when you and I go join up with another religious organization besides God's church, which is his bride, when you join up with another religious organization, that is an unlawful relationship. And the Bible calls it fornication. Anytime you join church, because you ain't going to find that in the scriptures. You'll never find the scriptures where he says, shake somebody's hand. Never find where he told us we could choose the church we want to go to. You can't choose the congregation you want to be a part of. In Babylon, you can do whatever you want to do. You go wherever you want to go. You worship how you want to worship. But when it comes to the church of God, God said, I'm running this. I set the members in place. I choose who's going to be there and who's going to be there and who's going to sit there. God said, I do that, not you. He still got a church. Read, please. Acts 20, 28. Take heed therefore unto who? To yourself. Saints, listen, in these last evil days, in order to stay a part of God's church, we better take heed to ourselves. Don't go looking out the window at what so-and-so doing. We better watch ourselves. Wait a minute. Lord, let me watch my spirit. Let me watch my attitude. Let me watch what I'm looking at. Let me watch where I'm walking. Let me watch how I'm acting. Let me make sure I'm apologizing. Let me make sure I'm still clean. Let me watch my devotional life. Let me watch my obedience. Take heed to yourselves. Read, please. And to all the flock. And to all the flock. All of that which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers. The Holy Ghost put the leaders in place. To feed. I just don't like that Darius Brown. He's so loud. I just, something about him, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. You got to take it up with the Holy Ghost. I don't like Pastor Dukes. I mean, really. I just, I just don't prefer him. Just take it up with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost puts the leaders in place in God's church. See, in man's church, they can set you up and set you down. I see the anointing on you, son. I, I want to use you. And then I find out he started getting more influence than me. So as the pastor, then I go back to him. Oh, son, 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 I'm going to have to set you down. <laughs> but this is my church. I ain't going to let nobody take over my church. But in God's church, the Holy Ghost sets up and takes down. The Holy Ghost that made you oversee is what? Over the which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers. Come on. Have made you overseers to feed the church of God. To feed the church of God. One thing that establishes God's church away from everybody else. You're going to get fed when you come to God's church. 
Oh, you going to eat when you come to God, church? Now, now you may want to spit some of the stuff out, but the Holy Ghost got a way of putting that food right up inside of you. You know, sometimes that baby don't want to eat. So, so sometimes the mama got to get creative. She mixes a little bit of them, them chopped up spinach with some milk, and then she's getting that baby. At first, the baby face all messed up. The next thing you know, they, they get it down their throat. When you come to the church of God, when you come to God's church, or you may be mad, you may not like it, but there's something about truth. God got a way of getting it down your esophagus. You're going to eat. You're going to be enlightened when you come to God's church. You're not going to leave no dummy. You may not like it, but God will enlighten you. And what he does is he fixes up the man of God, the woman of God, to be able to feed the church. We ain't got sense of ourselves, but God make up the meal. And we the waiters. He say, take this out and serve it up. All right. You hand it to the people, and people are like, I don't like the way this tastes. You got to take that up with the chef. I just delivered what he gave me. God said, tell the people, I still got a church. I don't want to hear this. Tell the people, I still got a church in the midst of all the mess. I still got a people that are holding on to the word of God. Holy Ghost have made you overseers to feed the church of God. Which How many? he have purchased with his own blood. Because the church cost him his blood. Mm-hmm. He died for the church of God. Amen. I said God still got a church. What is the church of God? It's his, so it's named after him. It's the church of God. Not Duke's church. Not Rosenberg church. It's the church of God. Amen. Because who it belonged to? God. When you can search out, let me show you how you know whether or not you're in God's church. If you're in a congregation where you can go to the internet and look up the history, the foundation of when your particular church or denomination was founded, I can tell you that's not God's church. If some man's name is listed as the founder, that's not God's church. Because we started off showing you other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. God don't need a man to lay the foundation of his church. Jesus did it already. All right, let's move on. Revelation 21 and 9 and the other person, Colossians, the first chapter. And Revelation came, 21 and 9. And there came unto me came one unto of the me. seven angels one which the had the seven vials. Which had the seven vials. Full of the seven last plagues. Full of the seven last plagues. And talked with me. And what did he say? Saying, come on. Come hither. Come hither. I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. You ever been to a wedding and you see somebody that looked like the bride? They tell you you really shouldn't wear white to weddings. The bride's supposed to stand out. Every once in a while you have a rebel who, no, I'm going to wear my white. I, I look good in white. I'm going to wear my white. When it comes to the church, God styles the church as women because women can reproduce. Converts, that's reproduction. And nowadays people are getting confused on what God's church look like. 
They see people with nasty attitudes saying they still save, and they say, oh, okay, that's, that's how the saints act. They see people breaking off from folks, dividing from folks, and they look at that and they say, oh, that's, that's, that's God's church. But, but he said, hold on, come with me, let me show you something. I want to show you God's church. God's church ain't all split up and sliced up and diced up. God still got a church in the midst of the mess. God still got a church, and I want to show it to you. Revelation 21 and 9, we read Colossians 1 and 13. What does that say? Who have delivered us uh-huh. from the power of darkness. From the power of darkness. And have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Other reader, Psalms 87. Come on. Keep reading, Sister Katie. In whom we have redemption. We have redemption. Through his blood. Through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sin. My God. Jesus forgives our sin. In order to be a member of God's church, you have to be forgiven for sin. There, yeah, people say, how y'all know ain't nobody sinning in that church? Because God don't have no sinners in his church. There's a difference in coming around the church and being in the church. People can sin all kind of ways and come around the church, but the only way you're in the church is when you're delivered from all sin. Soon as you commit willful sin, you get kicked out the church. Because he said that the soul that sinners, that name I'm a blood out of my book. God said that. So he got the attendance book. How many people in the church of God? I don't know. Last person tried to number God's people, he got, that was sin. He got in trouble. Don't be trying to number God's people. How many y'all got? God know. Why? Because anywhere around the globe, when a person repents of their sin, they become a part of the church of God. Over in Japan, over in Egypt, over in Israel, as soon as somebody says, God forgive me for all of my sins, they get born into the church. Let's go there. Uh, Psalms 87. Let's, let's bag that up with scripture. Colossians told us, if you kept reading, I just don't have the time. If you kept reading, Colossians would tell you that Christ is the head of the church. God's church don't have earthly headquarters. If your church has earthly headquarters, that's because that's where the head is on earth. God's church head is where he is. So if we can travel to your headquarters, that's not God's church. Psalms 87 and 5. And of Zion it shall be said. Of Zion of the church of God it shall be said. This and that man was born in her. How you get in the church? Because my cousin was a member. No, 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 no. When it come to God's church, ain't no letter of recommendation. You've got to be born again. He told Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. In order to get in the church of God, you've got to be born again. You've got to repent of your sins. You got to stop smoking, stop drinking, stop gambling, stop partying, stop cussing, stop just church joining and church going. And as soon as you repent of your sins, when your heart meets the conditions, God say, God say, we got another baby. In the jungles of Africa, and the Holy Ghost convict your soul, and you say, God, forgive me for my sin. He still got a church. He's still saving. The Bible says it's been fed to the lions, but the lions couldn't eat it. All the devils in hell could not defeat it. It's a soul-saving station. 
the fountain of salvation. You want to be saved? You, you got to come to God's church. Listen, and God will meet you where you are. In your closet, you at home, jamming out. You could be having a jam session at home, listening to your music, bebopping. All of a sudden, the Holy Ghost come in in the midst of your bebopping and rocking out. The Holy Ghost will come. I'm not pleased with your life. Aren't you tired of the way you're living? Aren't you tired of this merry-go-round? And all of a sudden, you at home by yourself. You ain't in nobody's church. You at home by yourself. All of a sudden, you start feeling the, the power of God dealing with you. And all of a sudden, you start breaking down. And your heart meets the condition. You say, God, I'm just tired. I'm willing to give it up. Oh, forgive me. And all of a sudden, wah, wah, another member of God's church has been born. First Timothy, the third chapter. First Timothy, the third chapter, and the other reader, Isaiah 35. First Timothy, the third chapter. See, you'll read in Revelation, the 18th chapter, it tells us Babylon, which is false religion, any system of worship that is not defined in the Bible, any organization that cannot be found in the Bible is Babylon. Spiritual confusion. Anything outside of God's church is spiritual confusion. He said Babylon is falling. Is falling. That's why they hip hopping and bebopping and rapping and all that type of stuff in the church and, and doing secular dances in the church because they falling. And God got watchmen on the wall who won't hold their peace because if we hold our peace, we'll start jamming up in here. But thank God he still got a church. He still got some men and some women who won't bow, who won't compromise, who will preach the everlasting gospel to keep the church clean. Otherwise, we'll write Ichabod over the door and God will depart from us. Read, please. God still have a church. Read, please. First Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Yes. But if I tarry long, if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. Oh, when it comes to God's church, you can't behave any kind of way. The brothers ain't whistling after the sister. Hey, girl. Hey, pretty thing. Hey, mama. Hey, little baby. Hey, what's going on? Not in God's church. We're not turning our heads two and three times when the sisters walk by. Not in God's church. Sisters ain't switching by the brothers and trying to entice the brothers. Not in God's church. God still got a clean church. You ought to know how to behave yourself when you're not around the other saints. When you by yourself, something about being a member of God's church when I'm on the computer and something pop up because I love God. I know how to behave myself. No, I ain't looking at that. When somebody get on your last nerve, in your flesh, ready to tell some, but I know how to behave myself in the house of God because the first house of God is right here. You ought to know how to behave yourself in the house of God. Come on. Which is the church of the living God. Because the house of God is the church of God. The pillar and ground it's, of it's, truth. It's the pillar and the ground. It's where truth is held up. Pillars support stuff. These pillars are holding up this building. There's a foundation that holds up this building. 
The church of God is the pillar and the ground of truth. If you ever want to hear truth, you got to come to God's church. This is where people tell you you can't smoke and still be saved. You can't shack and still be saved. You can't gamble and still be saved. You can't as a man have a boyfriend and still be saved. You can't as a woman have a girlfriend that you're sleeping with and still be saved. This is the pillar and the ground of truth. This is the place where you can't act like the devil and still have God's faith. You got to know how to behave yourself in the house of God. You got to be careful how you live. Careful how you talk. Careful what you look at. Careful what you listen to. Because you and I got to know how to behave ourselves. Read the other scripture, please. The other scripture I called. Uh, Isaiah 35. Yes, 35 and 8. And then highway shall be there. There's a highway. See, God's church is elevated. No smokers there. No smokers lounges in God's church. With all this Me Too stuff going on, none of God's people got to be worried about somebody coming out saying we did something wrong. In God's church, men live holy. We respect the women, the sisters. We respect our wives. Amen. A highway shall be there. Come on. And a way. And a way. And it shall be called the way of holiness. Come on. The unclean shall not pass over. Shall not pass over it. Oh, come on. Now, but wait, it wait, shall wait. be for the wayfaring. The unclean ain't going to pass the over. The wayfaring men. Hold on. Pedophiles don't pass over it. Rapists don't pass over it. Lust demons don't pass over it. Gamblers, gossipers, backbiters, haters, that, they don't pass over But it shall be for those. It's God's church. Psalms 93 and 5. I'm almost done here. Ephesians 5. Psalms 93 and 5. I love one scripture because it says beautiful for situation. I don't care what your situation is. If you ain't got no money, the church is a beautiful place for you. If you're sick, it's beautiful for you. If you're grieving, if you're mourning, it's beautiful for you. If you're in a hard place, the church is a beautiful place for you. If you got a hard time right now and you just don't know what to do with yourself, it's beautiful for situation. It's the joy of the whole earth. It's Mount Zion. You know why? Because people can go to false religion all they want. When they need somebody to get a prayer through, Amen. even Amen. some of our relatives who know about truth, but refuse to come to truth. They go to false religion, they go to babbling, but let them get in a crisis. They know who to call. I don't like y'all, I think it don't take all that and all that, but let me get in a crisis. Hey, excuse me, excuse me real quick. Um, can you put in a prayer request to the saints and ask them to be praying for them? Why you ask your Babylonians to pray? Cause you know that's not God's church. You know where the true people are. So when you get in a tight spot, you're going to go to the true folks. God still got a church. You may not like us. You may talk about us. But God still got a people. God still got a people. We don't hate you. We love you. The truth we preach will save your soul. But you got to accept that. You got to stop trying to fight it and accept it. You ain't going to get this kind of truth nowhere else except God church. 
Don't tell me they preach just like y'all. Ain't nobody just like it. You got one wife. Don't tell me you, she just like your wife. She ain't just like my wife. That's the problem. We like too much knockoff stuff. If you can't afford the real thing, don't buy the knockoff. Pay the price and get the real thing. People got this cheap stuff, cheap religion, cheap salvation. Won't you just be real? Pay the price. Get on your knees. Ask God to forgive you and get up be a member of God's real church. Too much phony stuff. Psalms 93 and 5. Thy testimonies are very sure. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. Man, holiness is the way. God's church is holy. And when you and I cease being holy, we cease being members of God's church. Pastor Dukes don't have to chase you around with no list and scratch your name off. The Holy Ghost scratch your name off. Y'all don't know what I'm doing in my private life. The Holy Ghost know. As soon as you and I commit willful sin, he goes, I'm a member of the church of God. You used to be a member of the church of God. Holiness becometh the house. God requires it. In order to be a member of God's church, you got to be holy. And without God, you can't be holy. I told you I'm almost done. Ephesians 5 and 26. Ephesians 5, 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it. With the washing of the water by the word. One scripture say you come to the place where the spirits of just men are made perfect. They already saved. But only in God's church, saved folks get perfected. You know, you do laundry and you put that old stanky, smelly, all that, that laundry, you put it in the washing machine. But it got different cycles. Start off just pre-washing. You know, people come out of sin. I don't drink no more. I don't smoke no more. You just in the pre-wash section. But you come to God's church. God said, let me tell you something. Pre-wash. You ain't drinking and smoking no more. That's pre-wash. We moving into the next section now. You go into the next section. You start washing real good. God start working. And they used to have them old-fashioned washing machine where your knuckles get cut up because it scrub all the mess out of it, all the stench out of it. When you come to God's church, he uses the washing of the word to scrub you. You come to church and the Holy Ghost use the word. He scrub your attitude, the way you said that, the way you looked at her, the way you felt Now you in the rinse section. You getting rinsed off, but you ain't done yet. He working on you, getting stains out. Then he rinsing off, cause sin made us filthy. He rinsing you off, but you ain't done yet. Sometimes they got multiple rinses. You gotta go through another rinse. You get cleansed again. The Holy Ghost come in and empowers you. But the washing don't end at that point. They put you in the spin cycle. Any mess that was left, any filth that was left, when God gets through putting you through the spin, 
He shake the dross off you. He shake the attitude off you. He shake the moodiness off you. He shake the revenge off you. He shakes you. Read that, 26 and 27. Then he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. See, we use the word to wash around here. You can go to the dollar store and get that cheap detergent if you want to. It ain't going to get your clothes clean. You got to pay some money. Get the good stuff. The stuff that when you're done washing, you can smell it. When God done working on you and I, everybody know we got to say, They smell a sweet odor on you. A sweet smelling savor. They cut you off in traffic. And instead of speeding up and looking at them, a sweet smelling savor. Persecute you, talk about you. Instead of you getting revenge, just a sweet smelling savor. Verse 27. Some may need to go back in the washing machine. All right. Isaiah 28 and 17. And we'll close after that. Isaiah talks about go through. Go through. Gather out the stone. He said, and they're going to be called the redeemed, the holy, the sought out, ex-drug addicts, ex-pimps, ex-game bangers. Ex-playboys, ex ex-playgirls, ex-churchgoers. When God called you out, he put you in his church. And you say, man, I used to be. See, that's a testimony of people in God's church. We talk about what we used to do. We don't say, I was with my boyfriend last night. No, 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 no. We say, when I was in sin. Me and my wife was fighting last night. We, we started slamming each other. No, 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 no. Not in God's church. I slammed the door. She slammed the door. She slept down there. I slept up here. Not in God's church. Some people may need to go back in the washing machine. Not in God's church. All right, let me close and get out of the way here. Come on. Judgment. Isaiah 28 and 17, the other reader. Judgment uh, also. Judgment also. Will I lay to the line? See, it takes something to keep God's church clean. In false religion, you ain't going to hear no judgment. If they talk about it, they ain't going to do nothing about it. They'll tell you, you can't be laying out with folk you ain't married to. And Sister Q come up here with a big belly and ain't been married in her life. Our daughter, we all fall short because he probably the father. But in God's church, we don't just preach judgment, we execute. The Bible say, if any among you be called a brother and be a fornicator, know not to eat with such a one. There must be some judgment executed in God's church. If we know we see you with a cigarette in your mouth and you tell me that you're a choir member, oh no, we need to talk to you. What you doing smoking, Brother Luther? I got to get to choir rehearsal. No, you ain't got no choir rehearsal. We, just, we said we can't help you get saved. Your name got blotted out. We got to help you get your name back in God's church. 
Judgment. Come on, will I lay to the line? Judgment also will I lay to the line and righteousness to the plummet. And righteousness to the plummet. And the hell shall sweep away the rest. And it take a line. certain kind of preaching. So I just, I love our ministry. Let me say this, Pastor, publicly. I love our, being a part of our ministry. And just as a member of this congregation, I love our ministry. Because it's made up, it's like Baskin Robbins. It's all kind of flavors. Some people are loud. Some people are soft. Yes. Some are boisterous. Some are more melodious. Some are teachers. Some are just preachers. All, we got all kind of mixture. That's right. But it takes a certain type of preaching to keep God's church clean. We can't just sing lullabies all the time. He loves us. He wants to help us. We can make every once in a while, God said, no, give hell. H-A-I-L. H-A-I-L. Like hailstones. The preaching comes in such a way, here you are sitting there and you're not measured up. That preaching comes and it cracked you upside the head. You're living in sin and you hear the gospel in God's church. It makes you want to get up and go. Who told them about me? How they know my big hell balls. But what will it do? Read, please. And the water shall overflow the hiding place. See, that water that we was washing with, we still using that same water. The water, the word of God, it, it starts going in crevices and cracks. You sitting on your pew like, no, nobody know me here. All of a sudden, the water. And all of a sudden, you're like, hmm, starting to feel uncomfortable. No, that's just the water. The word get all in the crevices. Secret places. Nobody know I smoked a little weed yesterday. The water started. And what does it do? And your covenant with death shall be disannulled. It talks about how it sweeps away the refuge of lies. People go to these false churches and they get this false sense of security. We all fall short. So you sitting there with your sins and you feel good because everybody in the congregation sinning just like me. So we can get up and sing and do everything because we all sinners. But when you come to God's church, you're surrounded by holy folks. And the Holy Ghost, he get in there and he isolates you. And you start sitting there. And the Bible says, holiness becometh thy house, and you ain't holy. So you start feeling uncomfortable. You start saying, what is it about this place? Why did I come here? But the Holy Ghost uses the word, and it sweeps away the refuge of lies that you've been hiding in. In other words, he show you you're not saved. I'm a choir director, but the word exposes and tells you you ain't saved. I've been in church all my life. Yeah, but you ain't been saved. Right. All right. All right. I don't want. Let me close out here. First Peter 2. First Peter 2. Coming to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. Actually, instead of there, Isaiah, Isaiah 4. We'll close there. First Peter 2 talks about you're a holy people, holy nation, a peculiar people. God's church is made up of peculiar folks. Yes, it is. When we used to go to Dan Ryan Woods, you ain't got to have a hard time finding the saints. We stood out like sore thumbs. That's how holiness does. It's like a person who eat garlic. You can smell it before you even get up on it. You've been taking garlic, huh? Holiness is like that. 
You can be on the train. You don't. And listen, we're not deceived to think that all the holy people right here at 46 in Drexel. God got folks all over the world. And sometime you'll be in public and your spirit bear witness with that other person that they want to hear. It's that garlic. That holiness. You smell it's like a dog. You smell it. You, they spirit. You got a good spirit. And they doing the same thing. She got a good spirit. That's because we, we related. Holiness. That's why you can go over to Israel and you fit right in with God's people because the same God you're serving is the same God they serving. But listen, it ain't that we just all holding hands saying we out of the world because the requirement is we got to be holy. I go to church, you go to church. Let's just worship together. No, no, we can't worship together. Oh, no. Let's make sure we believe the same thing. Because if I eat the wrong thing, I get sick. I got this strict diet of holiness. I can't eat that watered down false religion stuff. I got to get the pure word. The kind that sweep away refuge of lies. The kind that don't let me have a nasty attitude with my spouse and never repent. The kind don't let me hold grudges. The kind that don't let me cross ways when the saint walking that way. I go that way because we, we had a fallout. I don't deal with it. Oh, no, 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 no. I got the real thing. And the real thing makes you act right. Isaiah 4, 1 through 6. We'll close with that. And in that day. God still got a church. In that day. Seven women shall take hold of one man. The gospel day. Seven women going to take hold of one man. All these saying, churches trying to take hold of Jesus saying, I'm your wife. No, I'm your wife. No, I'm your wife. Read, please. Saying, we will eat our own bread. We're going to have our own teaching. I like to speak in tongues. I like to get baptized. Well, hold on. I like to pass out watchtower. Hold on. Well, no, I like to say the rosary. Well, hold on. No, I bow down to Buddha. No, well, hold on. Hold on. I, I like the Dalai Lama. No, no. Well, well, hold on. What you talking about? What you, what you doing over here? No, I got my own form of worship. I'm just spiritual. Well, hold on. No, I go to the mosque because I'm a Muslim. They all get their own way of teaching. We're going to eat our own bread. And wear our own apparel. And we're going to have our own form of righteousness. Read, please. Only let us be called by thy name. How can all these places be reading out the same book and have seven different lifestyles? If everybody was following the recipe of a holy Bible, you'd get holy people. If you follow the chocolate chip recipe, you don't get butter cookies. How can you follow the recipe of a holy Bible and get Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, Pentecostal, Church of God with the wrong spirit. How you get that following the Holy Bible? Read, please. Only let us be called by thy name. Come on. To take away our re reproach. Our reproach, come on. In that day shall the branch of the Lord be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and comely now for listen, them. Now listen, Church of God. That are listen, escape of listen. Israel. Church of God here, those out in, in, in social media land, those all over the world, listen to this because he brings it home. Read, please. And it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. That he that is left in Zion. See, I told y'all, God about to do a new thing. He putting the church back in the washing machine. And I got news for you. When he done, everything that went in ain't going to come out. He said, two-thirds going to cut off and die. He said, he that is left. 
during this revival season we in. I'm talking about the church. God doing something. And he said, he that is left in Zion. Come on. And he that remaineth in Jerusalem. And he that when God is done doing what he's doing, they still there. We better get real acquainted with the altar right through here. It need to be our best friend. God, me and you. Lord, everything you've shown me in my life that need to be worked on, God, I want to work on it like it's my last day here because far as I know it could be. I want to be left in Zion. I want to remain in Jerusalem. Read, please. Shall be called holy. Those are the only ones who are going to be called holy, the ones that are left. How are they going to be left? Read, please. Even everyone that is written among the living Some in folks going to die because they're not willing to pay the price. Some people are not willing to do what it takes to stay saved, and they're not going to be left. Ain't no eternal security. It ain't no once saved, always saved. No, you can lose it. Read on. When the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion. See, see the church done got some filth on it. Being around the world, sometimes you brush up against stuff. God said, no, I got to get that off you. I got a clean church. How you have an attitude all this time? What's wrong with you? Not in my church. He starts washing. When the Lord shall have removed the filth of the daughters of Zion. And shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof. Get rid of anything that will make you guilty, anything that will make you blamable, anything that will make you not pleasing in his sight. He got to get rid of all that. And it takes a certain thing to do it. Read, please. By the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning. The spirit of it. Judgment got to lodge within the walls of God's church. Not just over the pulpit, among us. Putting judgment on my own self. Putting judgment on you when you do something out of line around me. And then there's a preaching, the spirit of burning, something about those hell messages, those hellstone messages. It'll burn the dross away. And only the people that allow the word to burn that dross off of them, those are the only ones going to be left. Those are the only ones going to be holy. And when we get to that day, come on, Pastor, we get to that day, when God say, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, there are going to be plenty of folks saying, uh-uh, I was a member of the church of God. God said, no, 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 you claimed. You claimed to be a member of the church of God. But I want to show you the filth in your life. My church don't have filth. No place for filth. Look at that. I told you about that attitude. I told you about your mouth. I told you about your church attendance. I, I told you about the stuff you was looking at. How many you saw how long I long suffer with you? You ain't do nothing about it. You ain't part of my church. Depart from me. I never knew you. God still has a church. God bless you. We hope you have enjoyed gospel time today. If we can be of any help, please let us know by writing to the Church of God at 4601 South Drexel Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60653. Or phone 773-548-7133. If you would like to visit with us, our order of service is as follows. Sunday morning Bible school at 9.15 a.m. Sunday morning worship service, 11 o'clock a.m. Sunday night worship service at 5 p.m. Tuesday night worship service at 7 p.m. Prayer service on Thursday at 12 noon and Friday night Bible class at 7 p.m. 
visit our website and like us on Facebook at churchofgodofchicago.com. Also join us live on Periscope at COGOC Gospel Time. As we bring this message to a close, we would like to leave these scriptures from the Word of God with you. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 and 23. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly, and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirit of just men, made perfect. The musician for today has been our pianist, Sister Naomi Horton. The readers for today have been Sister Katie Gordon and Sister Alice Allen. May God bless. Your announcer has been Sister Alice Allen. May God bless and keep you. Thank you, my sister. God still has a church. You know, in spite of all that we're seeing out here today, God still has a church. It's no wonder that people are so confused as to what the real church is because they're seeing so, so much out here now. It, it, it's a shame that what you're looking at today that's still being called a God's church. I don't, I don't even know how they can call themselves a church anymore. You're, you're not a church. Social club, maybe. Place of entertainment. But you're not a church and, and definitely not God's church. As the brother said earlier uh, in the message, um, they're taking the, the definition of the church as being called out, out of the, the dictionary, out of any definition, because they don't want you to uh, be recognized as one that is separate from the world, but you are part of the world. You, you're intermingled with the world. And God's church was never designed to be like that. And as someone had mentioned it, and it's true, I, I was on Facebook a few days ago and saw, um, I mean, someone actually dancing in church. They were dancing. I mean, hip, yeah, hip hop. But you know that's common? You know, we look at it and, and whoa, how, how can that be? But it's common. It's common. I mean, the worldliness, the worldly music, the, 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 the dressing and the, the, the interaction with one another. And yet they still tell you, you are going to make heaven if you act like that. But you know, there is a spirit within man. God put that spirit in you. And it cries, Abba, Father. My, my Father, my Father, your, your spirit cries that. 
and it doesn't matter what they do and whatever they try to convince you of, still your spirit says that's not right. Now, you can disregard it all you want, but your spirit and, 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 and that, other, that other good thing God put in you, which is your conscience. Oh, they're, they're working in tandem. That's not right. How could they? I can't make heaven. I can't. Now, you, you can go over and let them deceive you all you want. But God said, I made assured that even, even those heathen that's out there in the jungle, they're going to know what's right because I'm, I put a conscience in them. Read that in Romans. What more with us? What more with us? So people, you know, they, 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 they want to shrug off God and I'm going down to Babylon. I'm, I'm. Once you hear this truth, you're held accountable. You, you're, you're held accountable. I often tell people, listen, you don't have to agree with us on, on, on everything. You know, some people, they... Uh, uh, Pointing and picking out things. I don't agree with you all on that. I don't, I don't see that. I don't, oh, hey, 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 hey. But I tell them. That's not your problem. You want to go out there and bed hop. You want to go out there and do drugs and drink. And that's, that's what you want to do. That what you know is wrong. That's what you want to do. And you're using all those other things as your scapegoat. And you know, they, they try to uphold at first. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. You know, they try to uphold. So they go down to Babylon and, you know, they're out there. And then you find out. And all along, their conscience just talking to them. You know, you know this is wrong. You know you need to get your life right. You need to get it right. Because you know why? Because God still has a church. And God's church is his people that he says, I have a people that will not lie. And that's what people want to do. They want to be able to go out there and do those things that they know is wrong. Amen. To my left, to my right, there's a prayer room. If the Lord is talking to you, even come, come to the front, come to the altar. If the Lord is talking to you, it's time to get it right. It's time to get it right. You know, I, I, I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult, but we often say it, it feels like your feet are just cemented to the ground. But leave your shoes at the pews if you have to. 
Come out of those shoes. Make your way. Make your way. Make your way. God, I got, I, I've got to, I got to come out of my norm. I got to do the unusual. You know, there are some animals that if they're caught in a trap, they will chew their hand off because they, they, they want to survive. You know, when you, when you want to get, get away from the devil, <laughs> scripture tells you, listen, if your eye offend thee, if your hand offend thee, do what's necessary, but get free. Get free. All right, choir, come on, give us, give us a. Oh, we've heard the message. Oh, the Lord is calling. He's talking. One more time. He is. What does it take? What else have to happen? What are you telling God? But, but Lord, this thing is still is stopping me. Let God have it. Let God have it. Let God deal with your issues. You ain't no good in dealing with your issues. You're not. You can't handle it. And the sooner you recognize that, the better. We're constantly trying to find a way. Out. We're constantly, well, I can fix it before I get saved, before I get to the Lord. And the devil just, he... He, he loves you being out there doing that. And he keep whispering in your ear, but you didn't try this yet. But you, you didn't listen to Bishop so-and-so yet. You, 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 you didn't go here yet. But what about your horoscope? But what about your... Just all in your ear. But your soul, your soul... Is saying, please, please let me go. Let me get back to God. One more choir, one more. Oh, there's a crying soul here this afternoon, you all. There's a crying soul. 
Why don't you step out? Why don't you step out? Be seated. Oh, oh, the Lord is talking to folks. It's a scary thing. It's a scary thing, but He's talking. He's talking. Man. Oh, bless the Lord. All right. Yes, sir, Brother Jason. Some of you all might remember uh, Charles Wiley. I think he's got uh, something to tell you. First, I would like to thank God for forgiveness. I would like to thank God for the saints. I would love to thank you all for praying for me, my, praying for my wife, my family. God has reclaimed me. I'm, 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 I'm thankful. I want to live. I want to live. I want to live free of sin. Yes. With God's protection and the prayers, I know I can. I know I can. Thank you, saints. Thank you. Amen. Let's, let's pray for them, saints. It's funny that, the, that even my brothers and myself, we were talking about him recently. He was on our minds. So uh, look what God does. Amen. Glory, I'm saved. We don't need to change this message. Don't need to change it. Don't need to rearrange it. Amen. Because it still saves. It still saves. Amen. Amen. All right. At this time, we'd like to acknowledge any guests that we might have this afternoon. Any guests that we may have, we just want to acknowledge you. And if you'd like to say something, feel free. If not, no hard feelings. Brother Charles, is that you? Yes, sir, yes, sir Mabel. Your, your friend Lisa? Okay. All right, Lisa. God bless you. Good to see you again. Thank you for coming. Amen. Amen. I saw someone standing over here before you. Yes. Okay. Okay, God bless you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for being with us. We really do appreciate that. God bless you. Amen. And we hope that you were blessed today. Amen. Good. Very good. Yes, my sister. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Deborah. Good to see you. Yes, yes, sir. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, William. We really appreciate you coming. 
Amen. 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 That's very good. Very good. Um, yeah. Very good. Saints, um, thank you for your prayers. I just want to give word of uh, my whereabouts. I just thank God for delivering me from the flu bug. It had a great hold on me. I just thank God for deliverance. So I've been out of your midst for a while, and that's the reason. Let us please consider the following announcements. This is for the married couples of this congregation. This is regarding the married, married couples dinner or the Valentine's Day celebration. Lord willing, it will take place on Saturday, February the 10th at the Bolingbrook Golf Club in Bolingbrook, Illinois, and the cost is $100 per couple. Detailed information has been sent to you by text, and if you have not received it, you may leave your name and phone number on the list that's on the back table in the um, back of the chapel. Or you can see Sister Marilyn or Brother Ben Weir after dismissal. Flyers are also posted on the wall outside the door, and your deposits may be turned in to either ben, Brother Ben or Sister Marilyn, or you can also see Sister Sharon Wright or Sister Cynthia Harrell. The congregation received um, thank you cards. One is from Brother Jeff in the, um, for your expressions of love um, in the loss of his brother. I'll post them on the bulletin board. Sisters of this congregation, those that are able to work with the sick, it's requested that you please meet in the choir stand after we dismiss. We invite the visitors to join us for refreshments after service. And then you can turn in your connection cards at that time. That's downstairs in the lower chapel after dismissal. A reminder to the members of the Young People's Choir, Lord willing, there will be rehearsal for you on this afternoon at 2.30 here in the Upper Chapel. Also members of the Mass Choir, please meet briefly. Let's let the members of the Mass Choir meet in the choir stand and the other group, the sisters, can meet by the piano. Again, members of the Mass Choir are meeting briefly in the choir stand. Sisters that are available to help with the sick, please meet on the side by